Brandon, I hope you're okay with me adding the uh, cheesecake bets update. I, yeah. I, I want to keep this a, a recurring segment throughout the entire season, especially because you dropped Komet, which I think makes it so much funnier. He's so bad. I want to keep track of Waller versus Komet all year long. I think you should keep track of just whether or not Waller has more receiving yards than Justin Fields has passing yards. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he might. Yeah. Also, the Juju and Gabe Dave one is like pretty close, which is exciting. Like, <laughs> I love it. I want, I want, I want like people to keep making more cheesecake bets, so we can keep like adding to the segment. We gotta have like a big cheesecake party. We can like get like twelve <laughs> yeah. people to go to the cheesecake factory. Everyone's just like trading cheesecakes around because like Brandon will owe me one, but I'll owe Tim one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Jeff, we have to get a cheesecake bet. I'm ready. Oh, I love that. Uh, will Pitts score fewer points than Komet? The answer is maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he's already probably quadrupled the points that Komet will have all season just last week. Yeah. Six. Six <laughs> points through three weeks is so funny. <laughs> so what's the password? Uh, this year, the password is K M E. T. I <laughs> uh, no, it is definitely not. You will not be getting in to this uh, speakeasy. You have to have an average of less than one catch per game to get into the speakeasy. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Alan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about how great my take was on the first step on A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> A little victory oh, lap for myself there. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Um, but anyways, for the rest of you, the password is not K-M-E-T. If you do say that at the door, you will not be let in to the speakeasy. That is the Cheap Beer Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, the three of us are here tonight. Uh, the flappers are flapping. The booze is flowing. There is dice in the corner of the speakeasy. And who knows? Al Capone might drop by. Oh, so. Stick around, find out. We do have a special guest later on in the pod, and you'll be very happy to hear him. <laughs> Scott Hansen. <laughs> Every time, it's Scott, Scott Hansen. Hansen. <laughs> A.K.A. the Al Capone of football. <laughs> yeah, he cheats on his taxes, I'm sure. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> We've got a classic outline for you tonight. State of the pod, cheap beer boys concerns, a walk around the trade pot. With a new a theme of the trade block, which I'll introduce. The hooch update. Dustin presents the cheesecake bets. And then we'll do some awards and get to power rankings. Before I ask both of you how you're doing and get a little background on your month since we last spoke. Uh, unfortunately, we were planning to have Brian Roach join us tonight. But he cannot because he is playing center field in what I can only imagine is just as terrible as Jared Duran. I'm sure he will look up into the lights and drop multiple pop flies. Well, according to him, he did that four times in one game. So. <laughs> Get him on the Red Sox because Jared Duran is basically the same. And this is softball, we should specify, not even baseball. Softball, yeah. The ball is bigger. <laughs> all right, but uh, with all that being said, I'm joined by my classic co-host, Jeff Sweatrag Kimball. I actually got a sweat rag today. Nice. But I thought... The heat wave had broken. On the contrary, we got another one, even oh, lovelier. This is nice. the last day, but um, so last time we did this pod, uh, Whitney yelled at me because I sweated through all her pillows. 
so, so, so she she was like, oh, "Are you doing the pod now?" And then she took all her pillows out of the bedroom. Uh, but I got the I got the uh, got the sweat rag ready to go. So hopefully we'll be a little less a little less wet this time around and a little less comfortable, I imagine. Oh yeah, always less comfortable with no pillows. Yeah. Like, what are you even leaning on? No, I got pillows, just not her pillows. <laughs> We we have one of those beds that has like twenty two pillows. Yeah. So there. oh, so a woman lives you there. You have to rebuild it every night or every yeah. morning after you get. <laughs> Obviously, it's great for pillow forts, but not not so good for sleeping. Yeah. Next time, can you do the podcast in a pillow fort? Oh yes, the sound would be incredible. <laughs> great acoustics in a pillow fort. Yeah, I assume so. Well, our next pod, uh, not to deviate away too much. Our next pod might be taking place in my new apartment. So that I might be doing, I mean, I don't know if it's a nightmare for the sound guy, but might be doing my pod on our private deck. Ooh, I hope there is a lot of of traffic noise. Like a lot of ambulance sirens, people yelling. Taco trucks. It's only rush hour right next to a freeway. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Love that for the sound guy. I realized in my like uh, summary of our podcast, Dustin, you are still listed as our brand communications uh, vice president. Do you want a new title? Because I feel like that give me a promotion. Are you giving me a promotion? I'm just I'm asking you what you would like. Would you like to be a senior VP? No, he's of- CTO. 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 Chief Technical Officer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. No, just how about Director of Communications? <gasps> I mean, or that's production. literally what I said. That degree paying off. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're sticking with uh, your, your current. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, how, how are you? How's life in our nation's capital? Uh, it's pretty good. I also went to a wedding this weekend. It Ooh. was my cousin's wedding, and I haven't seen him. This is not a joke since his first wedding. Like 15 years ago. <laughs> Did the best man start his speech with welcome back, everyone? <laughs> yeah, no, but it was the same best man as the first one, which is his brother and also my cousin. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Got to do this again. <laughs> I want, did he reuse the same speech? That would be hilarious. Just change the name. Yeah. <laughs> He like re- he reaches into his pocket. There's this old brown raggedy like <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That is funny. Well, did you have enough? Well, we'll get to the hooch update. Uh, we'll hear what you drink at the wedding. Let's get into it because there's a lot to cover. It's been a month. A lot has happened. State of the pod. We are at 638 downloads, 23 more than last month. Sadly, no new comments. So I don't know if Xperin is dead or... Oh, no. I don't know. No new comments. Nothing nothing to report there. Kevin's holding him hostage in order to get that trade through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until he gets his kicker situation figured out, <laughs> morale will remain low. Uh, I did want to ask, Dustin, um, there are 12 downloads from D.C. in the last three months, eight in Virginia. Um, are you just like going around to bars? 
passing out a flyer with like QR I have code. I've not even been in Virginia since I've been back from New York, so I don't I don't know what's going on. I've listened. I mean, I listen to it twice as I usually do. Not like all the way through, but I put it on twice to once for sound check and once to actually listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I just thought that was interesting to pull out. Um, Jeff, did you download it while you were in Florida? You were in Florida. No, 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 in Massachusetts. Oh, I thought you were in Florida too. For some no, reason. you dumbass. Well, Florida, uh, listen. They're getting so. all their downloads in before the hurricane yeah. sweeps through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think someone just went through all the fantasy football and was like, I'm going to download all of these <laughs> so I have something to listen to when I don't have power. T's and P's to everyone in Florida. T's and P's. Yeah, yeah, seriously, that's not funny. Um, and we didn't do this last time, but I do want to, because I, for our one female listener, um, really just want to shout you out. Kate, really appreciate you letting six, five of us um, invade your home. I hope Kevin did a good job cleaning. And really just thank you for adding a, a layer of class to what we do here. Oh, that was really nice. Kate, you have a lovely home and your husband has a lovely ass. <laughs> yeah kate we all walked in we took one step into your we your, all walked in. We walked in as kevin was out of the shower <laughs> he showed us his ass and then he showed us your home and we were all immediately more depressed after seeing it because it is goddamn beautiful so thank you fair enough also thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important part let's get into our second segment Cheap Beer Boys Concerns. The Cheap Beer League Boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League Boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League Boys are a little concerned. The Cheap Beer League Boys are a little concerned. To fantasy football and to the weekly podcast. Grab yourself a brew from the discount rack. From the discount rack, nothing's wrong with From the discount rack, you know how you roll, Brandon. From the discount rack, all the guys from the Cheap Beer League. I mean, as cheap as they are. Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap, Cheap Beer Boys, Cheap Beer Boys. Hope you like the show. Jeffrey, um, do you want to... Lead off and tell us why or how you've been diagnosed with ED. <laughs> yeah, you know, I noticed that. Like, I was, like, looking at it right now, and I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't know that about myself. Um, well, you know, uh, as someone who struggles with ED, uh, there's a really simple, elegant solution to handle it. So what you need to do is you need, uh, uh, like, a you have to go to Costco, and you get, like, a gallon jar of Crisco. Now, if you don't know what Crisco is, it is like the slipperiest substance you can possibly think of. Then what you're going to want to do is you go to Ikea and you get a bed frame. One of those bed frames with the big ball, like, tower things on the side. You're going to want to lube that up with Crisco. You just want to get right on there. And then if you hit it right, you should be able to generate some activity via the back. Uh, and that's going to allow you to really overcome this. This hasn't worked for me yet, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to keep trying. Well, it, so, will. it will. <laughs> keep on trying. Is this what they tell you when you sign up for hymns? <laughs> exactly. They're like, we don't actually give you pills. 
here's here's a bed frame. It's a bed frame banister and a tub of Crisco. <laughs> I'm like, oh, perfect. This is worth fifty bucks a month. <laughs> Sounds like we have a new side hustle. Oh god, definitely a new sponsor. <laughs> this also why I've been banned from forty-seven ideas. Yeah, come on, Crisco <laughs> or IKEA. Yeah, either one can be a sponsor of the pod. Um, <laughs> I'm really disappointed with Xperin, who told us that he didn't think we could keep up the ass talk because that was incredible. He really underestimates us as people, honestly. It really does. Like, come on now, come on now. Do you want me to actually like say this? The actual thing I put. <laughs> <laughs> sure i thought that was it yeah that's but. pretty much it no i uh this kind of is catapulting off what brandon will be talking about uh where are the studs i'm a football i'm a fantasy football player i like me some studs they help me out with my ed problems but pretty much everyone in the first round has been massively underperforming so far it's still relatively early three weeks in but so far i think the only person who's actually like playing up to their value is cooper cup that's a, essentially a first-round pick with our keepers. It's a little different. Um, and this kind of uh, transcends running backs, too. Jefferson, Chase, Adams have all been not very good. So I was curious to my two fellow potters if there you guys had any theories as to why. Is it new teams? Is it better defenses? What are you guys, what are you guys thinking here? And like, it doesn't have to be anything concrete. Spitball, throw it out, whatever. I think... My theory. So wait, you're going to ask the question and then just answer it yourself? It strictly <laughs> rhetorical. It's not, yeah. it's not an answer. It's a theory. We need three theories and we bring them together, right? You got it. Just like you combine okay. the Crisco and the bed frame. That's only two. <laughs> Where's the third theory? Uh, I got nothing. Um, my, my theory is that uh, my excitement about my team in our, pre, our post-draft pod and not drinking a cheap beer during that pod cursed everyone, so especially my team. <laughs> wow. So that's my theory, but curious what you guys' thoughts are. I'm impressed that you're able to curse the whole fantasy football landscape. When you fuck up, it's just massive on my end. So That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, I would say I think it comes down to the fact that no one plays in the preseason. So everyone is rusty. You don't want to overdo it, um, so you share lo- share share loads. Is what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, please go on. Share the load. Yeah. Um, <laughs> share the load. Share the load. That's a Samwise Gamgee quote. Aw. Share the load. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, um, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll play a clip of it in the in the podcast. No one's gonna get it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I could help a bit. I could carry it for a while. Carry it for a while. I could carry it. Share the load. The load. But anyways, so I think that has a lot to do with it. As an avid gambler myself, uh, unders in football games are like seventy percent right now. So across the board, no one is scoring points, and I think that leads into the fact that no one is playing in preseason, which keeps studs from performing. Mm. So I, I think it, this connects very well with my take at the beginning of this season and last season that, and I stand by this, <laughs> receivers are better than running backs, hands down. I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to say just across the board, it's a new age. It's a pass-heavy league. Um, teams have figured out how to stop stud running backs, that like, loading up the box, what, what have you. 
Um, offensive lines seem to be, uh, in some cases, pretty bad. Bengals, uh, <laughs> etc. Um, Steelers, you know, Titans, you name them. Like we're we're having. I don't think the running back is as important of a position as it used to be, especially in fantasy. And you know that shows with. I think Brian, maybe you're getting to this, but basically no first round running backs are in the top. I don't even know twenty. 10, 15, whatever. doesn't matter. They're not doing good. Uh, but Stefan Diggs is up there. Cooper Cup, Jeff, as you said, is up there. So, like, you know, the talent's still there. Terry Kill, I think, is up in the top 20. Um, yeah, like Brandon said, the lack of preseason is obviously a big factor, so we're going to start off a little slower. But I really do think that it's, it's becoming more and more of a passing league. And uh, I think in the future, well, we'll see because it's tough with keepers with our league, but, like, if I can grab a top five receiver instead of a running back next year in the first round and then get someone like Barkley, right, in the second, mm. basically, who is like the RB1 straight up <laughs> right now, <laughs> um, I think that's what you got to do. And Chubb, Chubb was in that later, fell later in that round. Uh, you know, I think it's 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 a good idea to grab a Cooper Cup in the first round and then maybe one of those question mark, quote unquote, running backs in the second. And I think you're in a lot better spot. I think to round out the point, you're you're talking about offensive lines not doing well. And I think that impacts uh, running backs hugely. And when you don't have preseason, you don't you have all of these linemen who don't know whether they can trust the guy next to them, not opening holes. It becomes a lot easier to pass block than it does to run block because you don't need to move anyone. So Yeah. Tim. Well said, fellas. So I, I think Dustin and I had more eloquent answers than the Jeff Kimball curse, but that's just... <laughs> I don't know about that. It's it's all equal science. Um, but I do think it, it moves nicely into uh, my concern, um, which is the lack of running back production uh, at the top of our flex rankings. Uh, so if you look at the top 20 flex uh, players right now, granted, like Jeff said, we're three weeks in, the only running backs that are in the top five are Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Jaguar James, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Cordero Patterson, uh, which to me is just astounding. Uh, I really wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that only 20, what is that, 25% of production from a flex spot would be running backs. I thought it would be closer, I believe. There are two tight ends in that, but to Dustin's point, then the rest are running or wide receivers. Yeah. So, um, and not a single, not a single first round running back, not a single first round. Yeah. The first, first round running back is scrolling Jonathan Taylor at 25, uh, who has 0.6 points more than Khalil Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And Taylor just got injured. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So it's, uh, I just, it's going to, to Dustin's point, it'll be really interesting to see if wide receivers become more and more, if you can lock one in, like, is Justin Jefferson then going to go like number one overall next year? Because he's not going to be, you can't keep him. Jose can't keep him. I mean, if I got number one overall, I would strongly consider that. <laughs> I love him. And I think he's going to, I'm not worried about the last two weeks. I think Jefferson's going to be, he's going to erupt and be just as good as cut by the end of the year. I don't disagree. Um, Dustin, uh, speaking of... Nope, there's no real good one. Um, (laughs) Why don't you talk about quarterbacks? The only other position we haven't covered. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I am not concerned about the value of the QB position. I think by adding the six-point passing touchdowns, we have resolved the issue that QB is not the most important position anymore. I think now, if you want to go ahead and draft Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen in the in the end of the first, second round, the adding these six-point passing TDs, which... You know, for example, my boy Lamar Jackson's case, who just threw four passing touchdowns basically two weeks in a row, that adds up to eight points each week that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and I think that takes them from being like, oh, man, this guy, you know, is is good to like, this is a league winning quarterback. This is a, a position that is now essentially, especially if you have a running QB, covering two positions in one position. And I am going to take a little bit of a victory lap because I did find this tweet. <laughs> uh, and I think it's incredible about Lamar Jackson, who I'm hoping will just win me the league if he doesn't get hurt, knock on wood. But I think this is fascinating. So this guy, Dave Klug, on Twitter said, if you take away all of Lamar Jackson's rushing numbers, he'd be the QB5. If you take away all of Lamar Jackson's passing numbers, he'd be the RB11. Huh. So he's a QB1 and an RB1 built into one player. And that tells you single-handedly why I am first in the standings. So <laughs> I just think league-winning QBs are back. Invest in one early. It'll be worth it with these six-point TDs. Um, good job, boys. I think, I think we solved a crucial issue in the fantasy landscape. <laughs> I thought you were saying good job, boys, for having a good quarterback. And I'm looking at Jeff. I was like, that doesn't like, apply. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be better, but he's not, he's not going to be great. Is he? Yes. But no, I, I, I'm all about, as we've talked about before on the pod so many times, making all the positions more dynamic and more fun, which is why it makes me so annoyed when Brandon keeps on stymieing tight end stuff. But I, <laughs> I think implementing this role has been a boon so far and will continue to be so. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, I agree. I think it, to your point, it, it really turns teams that are struggling into, or maybe not struggling, but it gives them an extra layer and makes QBs even more important. Um, yeah, and, and shout out Jalen Hurts real quick. He's the one I forgot to mention, who is, I think, number three or something. He yes. is, again, a whole, I mean, Jose's team's pretty good, actually, but like a whole different, he's on another level with Jalen Hurts. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I almost wonder if at some point it's just going to be get a good QB, get good two good wide receivers and just pray that you get Cordero Patterson or Jaguar James. <laughs> Figure out the rest later. Honestly, yeah. oh. I love that strategy. I would, I was, I also thought you were going to bring up, bring up the fact that, uh, I saw a clip go around of Colin Coward on draft night saying that, uh, Lamar Jackson is a project and he'll never be as good as Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. Mm, I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that's a lofty bar right there. So see where he's coming from. Yeah. So, um, all right, so now into our third segment, um, a walk around the trade block. I, I do want to set the scene a little differently. I know in previous years I have talked about um, visualizing a frat row where you've got all of these different fraternity, 12 different fraternities on a block, six on each side, and you are, you know, the players are working their way down, trying to figure out what uh, fraternity is going to give them the best chance um, as they get passed around um, by the different leaders of these frats. Uh, for this year, though, since we are talking about the Forbidden Nectar, for whatever reason, when I think about uh, Prohibition, I think of Chicago. I don't know why, um, but 
in my mind, this trade block is now 12 different speakeasies with 12 different bootleggers running those speakeasies. And I want you to imagine all of these players are having a great time in the speakeasy, but at some point, one or two get kicked out and they go into a different speakeasy. So when we talk about the trade block, just please picture a Chicago street. I'm thinking summer, not really winter, uh, but the wind is whipping um, and there are just lots of steel doors and uh, people wandering in between uh, in the middle of the night. So. I think that's a beautiful visual, Brandon, especially uh, using Chicago and picturing Justin Fields not getting let into any speakeasies. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's very fair. Uh, he should not be. Um, but anyways, quick reminder that the trade block is available in the Sleeper app. There's only one player on the trade block right now. Uh, that is C.D. Lamb. Um, C.D. Mary has a little lamb. So if you, there are players that you are interested in um, sending to a different speakeasy, uh, please use that feature. We have had two more trades. Uh, so if you count the trades that have happened during or happened during draft day, that's five, six, six trades on the, nope, five trades on the year. Feels pretty prolific, right? That's, that, that's pretty right? good for us. That is, yeah. I think we have a chance to get the most amount of trades in this year, which I was worried about considering we had one less roster spot. First up, um, we're actually just going to go to y'all's trade because the first trade is stupid and it's just going to make me angry. <laughs> we have um, to talk about it. We, we can talk about our trade first, but we have to talk about that yeah. trade. Well, the, your trade is an actual trade. Um, Dustin gets Jeff Wilson. Jeff gets Devin Duvernay. Walk us through what happened. Uh, Dustin and I had a lovely text exchange. Um, and I really like Duvernay basically for the sole reason of getting anyone that Lamar Jackson is throwing to or handing it off to or in any capacity. Jeff Wilson was not sniffing my starting lineup, I have way too many mediocre who could boom running backs that I need to deal with. And so we were like, let's do a kind of relatively low impact, but really equitable trade. And I love it. I was so happy that we put that together. And I think it's great. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think um, I texted Jeff originally because I knew Jeff had like <laughs> endless RBs that were pretty much all on the same level. <laughs> and they're all just sitting on his bench. Meanwhile, I've got James Conner, who didn't last two weeks without exiting a game. And then after that, at the time, Khalil Herbert was my next option, and he was getting, you know, three carries a, a week. So uh, I was like, I need an RB3 right now uh, that I can put in if Conner doesn't go. Uh, so I texted Jeff and offered him DuVernay, and DuVernay had... I think three touchdowns in two weeks. Uh, and he's, he's even had a decent game last week. Yeah, I think you definitely want a piece of the Ravens. I needed an RB3. Works works for both of us. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of stacks. The Lamar Duvernay stack was not one that you cared about. That is why I uh, picked up Duvernay or put in a claim for him was to get that stack. I just don't think the reliability is there. And also... I've alluded to this before we start recording, but I uh, am interested in a stack, Kevin, but it's not different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> so, you know, keep your eyes on a potential blockbuster in the coming weeks. We'll see. how. Wow. This you can't tease that and then not have it happen. though. I know. Now you have to do it. I, I don't have to do anything in first place. I don't want to rock the boat too much. Wow. Yet. 
you're two and one, and everyone is either two and one or one and two. So, a lot can change, my friend. A lot can lot change. Can change. Uh, the other trade that actually happened first um, was Kevin getting Kirk Cousins and a tenth rounder, <laughs> and Tim getting Jake Elliott Why? and a tenth rounder, Why? which infuriates me because it just helps Kevin. Like, <laughs> if Kevin had to continue to start Russell Wilson, his team would be awful. But Kirk Cousins gives him an out, and I can't believe Tim did that. I just can't. Like, there's no reason all he did was help Kevin. Why didn't he go for a higher pick? Why? I don't understand. I, yeah. Tim, don't. comment comments on the next pod and give us some answers. It's terrible. <laughs> it, it's terrible. This is the time code in the podcast that you need to be adding that comment. Right now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Say something. Jesus. Oh, Tim. Say something because I'm giving up on you. I was just, mm. dude, I was literally just about to say that. So and thank you. Cue the song. <laughs> <laughs> Say something, I'm giving up on you. Say something. It's just, oh my God, like why? Why would you help Kevin like that? It's so funny that he has to start Russell Wilson, who's terrible. And now he gets Kirk Cousins, who, I mean, can be bad in primetime, but at one o'clock game, he'll be great. It's just disgusting. Uh, anyway, that leads us to the hooch update. Sorry, old sport, I thought you knew. Please just, uh, I don't know what to say. Please forgive me. It's quite all right. I've had so much to drink. Yes. Mr. Gasby, sir, Chicago. Um, Because we are a cheap beer-focused podcast, uh, I did want to check in on alcohol preferences over the past month. They do not need to be cheap beer-related. I went to Scotland, so I'm sure everyone is expecting me to talk about some whiskey or scotch, but I will let you know that I had the best gimlet while I was there. Wow. incredible um they are uh the scots are known for their gin as well um and i've just realized over the past couple years that i am more of a gin person than a whiskey person maybe it was all the whiskey i drank <laughs> in college, gone but... are the days of handles of jim beam and liters <laughs> yeah. of coke <laughs> yeah i think i think that might have ruined it for me i still like whiskey don't get me wrong but i just i prefer gin and i want to shout out the gimlet that I had, I wish, actually, I can pull up the restaurant that it was at. But uh, Dustin, what, what did you sip on at your cousin's wedding that you hadn't seen in 15 years? Oh, well, that's not very interesting. I just had, <laughs> they had a pretty limited open bar, so I mostly just drank beer. But currently, mm. I am drinking a, uh, a mixed drink that I made, uh, which features a Japanese whiskey, Suntory <gasps> whiskey, Toki. Dude, that one Ooh. is so good. It's very good. And yeah. my, so my coworker who joined us in Je- uh, in January, I had a game night the other night a couple weeks ago, and she brought over a nice uh, bottle of, of Centauri whiskey that I am now, I have mixed into a whiskey ginger, and it's delicious. I love it. I love it. Dude, Centauri is so good. Yep. Jeffrey, round us out. So I don't... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I... <laughs> Great. I love dead uh, air. It's so much fun. We're Guys, we're killing it tonight. We're, we're bringing the heat. Uh, uh, I don't want to shout out a liquor I enjoyed, but I wanted to shout out a liquor I had that is infamous for being one of the worst 
liquors in the world. I recently had the pleasure of trying for the first time Jepson's Malort, which I don't know if you guys have heard of, um, no. clearly based on the dumbfounded faces. Uh, it's So it's based out of Chicago. Uh, they really only make it there. Kevin, I feel like, will know, being being around the Midwest. Um, but they only really make it there. And my local liquor store... And Kate might know. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, but my local liquor store had it. So I was like, I've heard about it for so long. I was like, I got to try it. Um, and it tastes like pine salt and tequila. Um, but then the tequila goes away. And then it's just pine salt burn in your mouth for about 10 or so minutes. It's called the Fuck You Beverage of Chicago, and I completely understand why. And as a final note, on the bottle it says, for two-fisted drinkers. So that really sums it up, I think. What does that mean? Oh, like two. Oh, yeah. Two as handing. A, I, had, I had to do it. Jesus Christ, you guys. Yeah. Come. <laughs> <laughs> so did it get you fucked up? Uh, no, because I could only drink like one sip and then was mm. like, I think I'm good for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. Uh, so it sounds like that's what last place will be doing. This year. Yes. Ooh. Oh, OK. No, I think Speaking that might be. Speaking of which. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Jose. If this is the year your auto-drafted team wins, it will be nullified <laughs> because you failed to complete your punishment. Yes. Yes. It's fair. Yep. Can we can we just stay right say right now the next time we record an episode Jose has to come on and present his uh, thesis on whatever movie he watched. Try, yeah. America was it American Underdog? American Underdog. Or what was the uh, what was the other one? What was the uh, uh, Sean American Payton one? Uh, Jose, I wish you would set a better example for perennial losers like Roach to actually complete their punishments. You had a fun one, and we're just building up for Roach's awful one. So we would like you to. You know, set the bar a little higher. Seriously. There's only so much reminding I can do. Uh, but anyways, that wraps up the hooch segment. And we will move on to Dustin Presents. Dustin, will you present, please? Yes, this is the first annual, oh, not annual, but episodic Cheesecake Bets update. Yay! Over 250 dishes made fresh from scratch every day. The Cheesecake Factory. And for those who are unfamiliar, uh, I believe Tim and Jose started with the first cheesecake bet. I might be wrong. Correct me if I am. Tim, now's the time to comment if that's wrong. But yeah, so uh, at the beginning of the season at draft weekend, Tim and I made a cheesecake bet that... Either Juju Smith-Schuster or Gabe Babe Dave Davis, uh, whichever one does better, the owner of that player, uh, me or Tim, will receive a cheesecake purchased by the other. And the reason for that was because Tim and I swapped six-round picks. He picked Juju Smith-Schuster with my six-round pick, and I later picked Babe Davis with his six-round pick. Uh, the current status of the bet Juju has 29.8 fantasy points, and Babe Davis has 25.5. <gasps> However, he has only played two games due to injury. So it's a tight race, and we'll see how that plays out in the coming weeks. Following that, if you listen to last episode, Brandon and I have made a cheesecake bet that 
Waller, <laughs> Darren Waller, and Cole Komet. Who will finish the season with more points? If anyone's been watching a lick of football this year, they know how this one's going. Waller has 34.1 fantasy points. Cole Komet has six. If we had recorded this last week, it would have been zero. So, uh, well, yeah. uh, hold on. I thought I thought the uh, the record of the team was included in this because no. the Bears are two and one <laughs> and the Raiders are zero and three. So Cole Komet is a winning football player in my book. <laughs> All because of him. I'm just saying. Thought that had something to do with this bet. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm excited to watch how that one develops, and I can't wait to see the final stats at the end of the year. <laughs> Will Cole Komet get 34 points to end the year? <laughs> fair question to ask. And that was the Cheesecake Bets update. Woo! Woo. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I was shocked Juju had 29.8 points. Mahomes seems allergic throwing his way, so I was shocked that he even reached like double digits up to this point. But, Tim, you should definitely play him this week because Casey's going to score a lot. Don't bench him. Do it, Tim. Don't put Devonta Smith in. Please don't do it. <laughs> I actually currently am benching Babe Davis for Chris Olave. That's a very, ooh, that's oh. tough, but good. But, yeah, what if Jameis doesn't play? Oh, well, that would change my decision, yeah. I was, well, here's the other thing. I was, I honestly don't know whether to, if I wanted to play Olave to bench Mike Williams or Gabe Davis, because Justin Herbert is dealing with a doctor that's trying to kill everyone. So mm-hmm. if he plays, I might not want him in my lineup, but we'll see. I would bench Williams, man. I think for literally that reason, having a vested interest in the Chargers and watching them be atrocious. And Keenan's back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Herbert is beat to shit. So, uh, like, you know those are two pro- proven commodities. Even if Andy Dalton is starting for New Orleans, is going to get his, man. Like, the only thing you might see more of is Dalton actually knows what check down means. So you, you might see some more Camara, but other than that. <laughs> Thomas and Landry might be out, too. Oh, true. That's the thing. I think, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I think we're on to something with this Chris Olave guy. Olave oil season. <laughs> Tra- trademark Jeff Kimball, courtesy of Reddit. <laughs> Don't give Reddit credit. Ooh, nice rhyme. Um, all right, so those were the cheesecake bets. Now, quickly on to the awards. We've had three awards handed out. The men of the weeks. Quaidus Martin with 150 coming in hot. Amazing on the season. Hilarious. Loved I'm it. very excited for him to lose every game for the rest of the year. <laughs> I think that will be hilarious. Um, next up, we have the Nectar Nectar Sleep Mattresses <laughs> at 157. Nectar. Reptar. <laughs> I, I really do hope that Jose Googled Nectar, saw that there were mattresses, and just bought one to buy one. Um, I really appreciate the bit, but um, if they're actually a good mattress, maybe they'll sponsor us. Uh, anyways, that had 157. And then the first time ever in, what, eight years together, we had a tie for Man of the Week. This is true even when we were on ESPN that didn't do decimal point. I, I just, like, couldn't believe it's that this bonkers. happened. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> we're, now, hold on. I have a question. When I was inching closer on Monday night to passing it, were you were you nervous, Brandon? Were you like, oh no, I don't I like really want this to happen? 
because I thought about it. I, yeah, no, I really wanted it to happen. I was hoping you were going to tie. You were also going to get 149 <laughs> points. I was whatever. so close. If I got exactly two points, I think I was like 0.04 from tying or something. Like it was, it could have been very close. Uh, it would have been great. Um, but anyways, there was a tie, so I had to sadly split the twenty dollars between the two of them, so ten each. Yeah, that sucks for them, but uh, is what it is. Um, at one forty nine, which is a little surprising to me, that considering quarterbacks now have six points, the point totals are still pretty low. Um, we are not getting close to two hundred, so that that aligns with your your stat about the unders hitting so much. Yeah, so. We'll see if that starts to pick up week four, week five. Um, on I, you actually, I think like looking at the record book, more often than not, the highest total weeks are like in the middle of the season, which I wouldn't have expected. I would have thought by weeks would have like fucked people up, but hmm. for the most part, it is like week four on. Um, high scores happen. Uh, three dead ass last, all from the bootlegger division. So <laughs> division A. Not doing that well. Um, <laughs> D's Nuts had 93 points in week one. Coitus Martin had 92 points in week two. And Pepe's Picks had 91 points in week three. I assume whoever gets it this week will have 90 points. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. I love, I, I do think it is sweet. And I do just want to say, we welcome your shit talk. Bring it on, everybody. Like, let Roach lead his example to mock us for our takes but do a better job following it up than putting up 93 points the following week. <laughs> um, just, just back up your talk with your play. That's all I can say. <laughs> I love that we all knew when Roach was talking shit after week one, we knew he was going to get last place the following week. And no one wanted to say it, but we knew. And it happened. And it did. Um, all right. So that leads us to the most important part of the podcast. We are how long... Uh, for only 45 minutes preamble. That was pretty good. We're not doing too bad. Yeah. We've got 12 teams to go through um, because it is time for some power rankings. Are they ticklish? Are they jigglish? Can they be tricked? Can they be chucked? Which ones will move? Which ones will talk? But more important, which ones can dance? Oh! Who will be? We're going to start bottom to top. But before I do, just want to ask both of you, on a scale of one to five, how accurate do you feel like the rankings I made in the outline are? For Wow, I'm actually surprised you're being so magnanimous about it and asking our opinion instead of saying, this is the facts, which you usually do. Uh, I would give you a three. I think I think mostly I literally knew you were going to say three <laughs> <laughs> fucking fence riding bitch. <laughs> it makes fucking sense. All right. Uh, because I think your top is solid, but I think the bottom half of your standings could use just a little reorganizing a little bit. I couldn't agree more. It's exactly what I was going to say. My I'd say butt, the same Brandon. thing. <laughs> I think one one through five are pretty on brand, and then six through twelve I have some issues with, but we can get Interesting. there. Interesting, we can get into that. Um, well, I, it is a reminder that I do not make these rankings. Um, I do travel to the top of a mountain and speak to the spirits uh, who pass along the rankings. Uh, just imagine the three hundred, you know, when they go up and talk to the spirits before they go to war with Persia. 
Uh, and if you haven't seen that scene in a while, maybe rewatch the movie. There's a lot of uh, male abs. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Um, sorry, spirits. Didn't mean to besmirch you. Just shooting your messenger. Brandon sucks. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, we do love to shoot messengers around here. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Number twelve. Uh, the team that had the highest uh, <laughs> post-draft ranking. Ooh, boy. Danielle Derns uh, at number 12. Uh, the big question everyone's wondering is, what is wrong with Jonathan Taylor? Um, I thought there he would easily be a top 20 flex, easily be a top five running back. And he is not either of those things. Is this because Matty Ice ruins all good things or... Is uh, he about to go on a tear now that uh, he has made it through two really tough games, three really tough games, and they ended up winning one of them? I think that's part of it, honestly. Like that offense, having seen a little of the Colts, that offense looks so discombobulated. And it might be often, it might be the defenses they're facing. Matty Ice doesn't, he, he's, he's looking weird this year. I don't really know. And, that, and I feel like that would feed JT more. So. It's very, very confusing, but I do believe he's going to turn it around. And I actually think last year, through the first three games, he had worse stats than he did up to this point and ended up as RB1. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, 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 wait, say that again, but slower and with your mouth open. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but no, I think they're going to turn it around. I think as far as like, I don't think he should be last, but I think as far as like, where the team is at currently, bottom bottom eight makes sense because he has a lot of underperforming players right now. I, I put him last because when I played him last week, I was not scared at all. Um, mm. DJ Moore has been oof, bad. Tom Brady has been bad. And Denver doesn't have a head coach that knows anything about football. <laughs> and it just blows my mind that they won't feed Javante Williams. Every time I see him play, he looks like he's going to go off um, for something big. And, and then yeah. Gordon gets the goal line touches. Yeah. Dustin, any thoughts? No. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, uh, his team name is Gronk Smash. Um, not stand on turns. You're right. It, Cause it, and I only know that cause it took me a while to find him. I was like, where is his team? And then I was like, Oh, it's Gronk smash now. But I agree. Jonathan Taylor is going to, he'll be fine. I am not worried at all. He had 30 fantasy points almost week one. Um, I think there's a lot more of that to come. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, I'm more concerned about Tom Brady who has been awful. <laughs> He's the, the 27th best quarterback. There's only 32. That's really bad. I know his receivers are hurt. They'll come back at some point. He'll be better. Uh, but I am not comfortable starting him as my QB, especially when you've got the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurtses of the world running all over the field and, and doing the things they're doing. So don't love that. Um, I think Marquise Brown is phenomenal. I think he's going to be solid even when Hopkins comes back. I think Kyler's got a new favorite receiver and i don't think that's going to change i do think he needs to bench dj Moore as soon as possible <laughs> and figure that out it's pretty bleak yeah he i mean dan i know you're not listening but dude trade for a receiver do something because after after marquis brown there's nobody he's got mac hollins as his next best bet and Devonte parker like oh my god anyway so i see the concerns i don't think he's got the worst team but he's definitely bottom four I agree. I think that's a good place for him. 
Uh, would you bench Brady for Goff? Goff is QB 11. <laughs> this, oh, my God. Goff's playing C- Seattle next week. Yes, 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 yes. Dan, play Goff. He's playing Seattle. They're terrible. You know what? You wouldn't play him against KC? KC's going to score a lot of points. There might be some garbage time for Brady. Mike Evans is back. After watching Kansas... I didn't watch... Actually, I didn't... I didn't watch any of the games. Those are the stupid wedding. Um, but after <laughs> seeing that Kansas City... It was a City, Sunday wedding? Oh, Yeah, I know. I know. Tell me about it. But Kansas City couldn't do shit against whoever they played last week. I don't... I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trust that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Play golf. All right. Uh, number 11, we have uh, the... Coitus Martin, who is not here to defend himself, so we can just... I was really hoping I could... I ranked him low purposely to try and draw him <laughs> into a, a, a rant that we will not get. I'm sure this is the week that Casey will go off against Tom Brady and the Bucks um, and make me look dumb, and it'll just be Mahomes to Kelsey nonstop, and he'll win. And the only other thought I had is I'm pretty surprised with how well Amari Cooper has been playing. Uh, he is an wide receiver one and looks to be that way as uh, someone who watched too much of the Steelers-Browns game last week because of the amount of Steelers I have. Uh, so at least he has a wide receiver one now? Ish. We'll see if that can last. But his running back situation, especially with the issues with the Raiders offense, is so unbelievably bleak. I would actually have him in last place. I think that's really, really rough. <laughs> Now that I'm looking at this <laughs> and I can't, I can't wait. I'm just mainly just saying this just so he can throw the receipts back in our face in the sleeper chat, but <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> He's got this, his carousel at flex is just such a nightmare. Like I would be up all night, every Saturday night, like wondering who am I going to put in my flex this week? Is it going to be Tyler Boyd? Is it going to be McCole Hardman who I just cut? Is it going to be Michael Carter? Maybe this week Renfro will be healthy. Elijah Moore. Maybe this is this week. Like can't forget Hendy. Yeah, Henderson. Like it's just. I mean, that's like the marquee awful team is when you can't. You have eight people vying for your flex. That means you have no one good. Uh, and his two starting running backs are both Antonio Gibson. Oh, he's been all right actually. RB twelve. Yeah, but when the bullet train Brian Robinson comes back, Gibson's gonna be irrelevant. <laughs> bullet train, that's great. Uh, Plus good. the the commander's offense has proven to be pretty bleak. Thank God they designed every play for Curtis Samuel, or else I would avoid them like the plague. <laughs> yeah. They really do. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna say they're I mean it's yeah. hard. I don't know. Fantasy, it's pretty fantasy friendly. It's, it is. it's they're not good, but tell that means, to scary but... Terry. <laughs> <laughs> true. He's that's been true. okay. He's been fine. Eh. Looking at this, I, I kind of feel like I should have put Coitus last. Um, you yeah. let your bias get in the way. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Uh, it's mostly because he doesn't listen. and it, it really bothers me. So until you <laughs> listen, you'll be last. Um, number 10 is someone on the line. So I can't hey. wait to hear about uh, why 10 is wrong. But I will just say, I believe you have the least amount of points. Oh, yeah. I had two abysmal first weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like this is warranted, but uh, prove me wrong. Uh, right now, I think it's warranted. My team has vastly underperformed. Uh, I do think this is the lowest I will be all season because I punt week one pretty much every year because I'm a start your studs kind of guy and see what happens. And if I had started uh, my future RB1, Cordero Patterson, everything would have been fine. 
I am much more cautiously optimistic than I was in our last pod. I'm not going to tempt those fates anymore. I can only see my team going up. I still think there is a fair amount of concern. Uh, Dylan might be a bust. Pitts might not be great, which is a kind way to say, Jesus Christ, pass him the fucking ball. <laughs> I fucking did last week. <laughs> finally, finally. But we'll see, man. I, my expectations are much more tempered, which I think makes for a more enjoyable fantasy football experience anyway. Very optimistic way to look at it. I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, if my if my uh, two wide receivers can like bolster me consistently and give me that lovely floor, then things will look a lot better for me. But until Chase starts actually like demonstrating why he was a first-round pick, you know, I'll still be in the bottom, bottom four. But uh, warranted for now, but things are definitely looking up. Stafford is QB 22, so we were roasting Dan for starting uh, Tom Brady, who was, what, QB 27? 22 is not that much better. It's so much better. That's five whole places better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would be worried about that. I think um, you might want to talk to your your good friend Sean, uh, see if uh, he's willing to part with Trevor Lawrence, maybe, or uh, Derek Carr, um, because I think you need some help there. Uh, Cordero... uh, I'm impressed. I really thought it was going to be one hit year, but he looks awesome. Um, yeah. And I hated the fact that he he beat me this past week. Oh yeah, that's right. You did lose to me. That's fun. Mm. That's a nice little <laughs> wrinkle. <laughs> Jeff, I actually yeah, I'm not too concerned about your team. I think ten is a little low. I probably would have bumped you one or two spots higher. Maybe one. <laughs> uh, I do think you need to get a better quarterback. I think you should jump off the staffer train as soon as possible. It, it's I just don't think he's the, the real deal. I think it's over. I think you're right, Brandon. Last, I think last year we had this conversation where you were like, no, this is the end of his career. And I was like, I don't know. Like, this is one of his best years. But I think you're right. I think last year was the year. <laughs> this, this might be the beginning of the He won a end, Super Bowl. So. He got an AT&T commercial. What else do you need? He's good. He's got a Caesar's pizza. He's good. <sighs> yeah, I just think in this new six-point per passing touchdown league, you, you got to find someone else. So agree with that. Uh, I think, yeah, Patterson's the real deal. I think Chase and Brown is maybe the best receiver combo, one-two combo in the league. Oh, Over thanks, Hill and JJ. Who's JJ? Oh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> okay, second best. Second best. I was, thinking J- I was like, JJ Arcega-Whiteside? I was just, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> is he in the league? I don't know. They did a promotional video for him in Seattle, and then they cut him, I think. <laughs> I do remember that. I think Pitts is going to be pretty good. I really still think. I'm a believer. So I actually tried. I was, like, asking Jeff when we were texting about the trade. I was like, how do you feel about Pitts? Are you sick of him yet? The answer is no. So I think that's smart. I would ride that until you die. I think he's going to be okay. The coach will figure it out at some point. What I'm worried about is your bench. I think your depth is a little lacking. I don't think Robert Woods is... I just I want to believe he'll be he'll be legit, but I just don't know. The Titans look terrible. They look really bad. They look comically bad. Pickens looks amazing. We all saw that catch. I just think the Steelers again are awful. <laughs> like Mitch you just have a lot of so players bad. on terrible teams on your bench. So anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't stress yet. I think you're in good shape. Uh, get it. Get a new quarterback. That's why I was so happy with that Duvernay trade too. I was like, thank God, a little mm. <laughs> little bench depth. <laughs> Happy to help ease your uh, your pain in Uranus. Uh, for for those who can't see, listening at home, Dustin and I are kissing each other's screens right now. So, 
Oh, that's the sound I make when I kiss, too. Oh, poor Christina. <laughs> Get in here, Brandon. That's why she has COVID. <laughs> I do think I did. I meant to mention this before. Uh, see, because everyone is two and one and one and two, I think the we could look back on this ranking in a month and feel stupid. The rankers will feel stupid, um, but you have to put the line in the sand somewhere. But because everyone is so close, I think there can be a lot of movement over the next couple of weeks. It's kind of crazy to me that everyone, there's no three and O, no O and three team. Um, I don't know if that has ever happened before. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, all right. Number nine, number nine, D's nuts. Uh, once again, I mentioned it earlier, Tim absolutely saved him. Uh, there is no way he would have won last week if he, right? He would have lost if he had started Russ. Oh, actually, take it back. He won by 30. I don't think it would have mattered. But it would have been closer. Uh, it would have been closer. So there's that. I also just think the we talked about, or Dustin mentioned, um, Worry some about Coitus's, uh flex and running backs. I also feel like this team does not have a very good flex option available. Um, so I do, I don't really know what you do. Like Adam, Alan Lazard is your best flex play. That's just not great. I do think Lazard is going to be fine. But as you mentioned, beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, that bench is is not great. That's not like uh, Foreman, McKissick, Zay, Zay Jones. Uh, I don't really know who you pick from there. But uh, also Christian McCaffrey is back on the injury report. So I <laughs> did pick up Donta Foreman. So he's worried. Hey, I would hate to be on that roller coaster every, every week. And having I've had McCaffrey in other leagues and it's basically like you wait for Matt Rule to be like, Oh yeah, he might play. Uh, maybe he'll play. Oh, he's looking a little better. He might play. And then Sunday rolls around two minutes before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, now he's out." So it's just it's the worst. I do feel like you know I, I, the the flex step, Zay Jones and Dotson are. I, I just don't know them as commodities, but they are. You know, they're not bad. Zay Jones is wide receiver twenty six. Dotson is wide receiver thirty two. So those are technically flex plays in the conversation, but with no real background with either player um, and on two teams that I think are overperforming right now, it's just a little, a little scary. So I, I think that's a good point. So I, I want to ask you guys, do you guys think Jacksonville's legit? <laughs> I do. I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of do. Uh, Urban Meyer's gone. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Two really solid running backs, a stud quarterback, like Christian Kirk is playing out of his mind. Yeah. So, uh. I think they're good. <laughs> and, and if that's the case, then I think Zay Jones is like one of the pickups of the week and could could definitely reserve a spot as his consistent flex play if Lazard doesn't step it up or stay healthy. So I don't mind that at all. Lazard is the Kate pick. But yeah, I I think he's in a similar situation as you, Jeff, where like the QB is bleak. I don't, he has Russell in his starting lineup right now. God, I don't know how you can start him, though. And like be confident. I mean, he looks he just looks bad. Like he doesn't look good from what I've seen. He's the Broncos games are every week and week in and week out are the most boring game to watch. I mean, <laughs> awful, awful football. Uh I do think Damian Pierce is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I think 
that ended up being the hype train was legit. Dude, he looks so good. Sutton's been pretty consistent. I don't know. I mean, I think his team's pretty bad. <laughs> that, was not, that, that was not what yeah, I expected you to say based insane. on that tone. I was not expecting no, that. I was not. His team, I think, is pretty bad, but he keeps finding ways to win. Uh, but I don't think it's going to last. I think Ke- Kevin's in tough shape. Jeff, I would have put Kevin's team below yours. That's what I'm saying. Aw, I wish you were commissioned. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he was. No, you don't. <laughs> Unless you really hate 40-yard field goals. Uh, Dustin's like... Um, what Nicholas Holt's character in The Great, and I'm like Al Fanning. Ooh, nice reference. That means nothing to me. Oh, The Great is so good. Great is great. great. It's great. It's great. Number eight, Wario Clan Forever. These wide receivers are not great. Literally don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote that a couple days ago. Let's see. Let's, let's find out who those wide receivers are. Oh, Mike Evans is back, but Terry McLaurin, uh, Dustin, you want, you want to defend him? Wide receiver 27 right now? Yeah, I will defend him. All right, I just pulled up his game log. Uh, he's in 90% of snaps. He's had an average of about seven or eight targets a game, and he's getting, yeah, 12 to 16 points every week. I mean, that's consistency. It's not what you want in your wide receiver too. However, I think he is vastly more talented than Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson currently, and he'll get his. Uh, it's just a Wentz thing. You know, I think he's still figuring out the offense. He's obviously not great, but they're, they're slinging it. And I think eventually the targets will be there. I think McLaurin's going to, I think it'll be okay. I think he's really good. And I just love him. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I might just also, once again, be looking at like Garrett Wilson, who is wide receiver 15. Um, and just assuming he's bad, uh, but in reality, like that's a startable player. No, nah, man, he looks, I I've seen a little bit. He looks good. He yeah. looks really, really good. I just feel like I have no sense of a lot of these like wide receiver threes, which are now occupying everyone's flex. Well, conundrums. a lot of them are rookies, which Jeff, you talked about this last episode. You thought the rookie talent was good. Telling you, it turns telling out they are. Every now and then, every now and then I get one. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's been like the last three years in a row. The rookie receivers have actually been good. So I don't know. Take that for what you want. On that, on that point, I only see Burks trending up. I like that kid, even though it's Tennessee's offense, I think they're going to reach a point where they're just like, fuck it. Let's just throw the deep ball to the kid and see what happens. Got to open the box for Derrick Henry at some point. Yeah, truly. But I, I don't know if this is just a reflex from past years. I haven't really paying, been paying a ton of attention to him. But anytime I see Miles Sanders in a starting lineup, <laughs> I have like a like a uh, Dalvin Cook is hurt. So I, I still though, s- still though, like Mike knew what he was getting into with Dalvin Cook. Like it's it's a tale as old as time. Fumble, shoulder injury. Whoa, what a surprise! So <laughs> that's a little concerning. Chubb is RB two, right? He is. Yep. Oh, he is good. Yeah. yeah, Chubb has been way, way overperforming, so that was a good pick. Uh, I think Burrow is really going to come around. Um, he's already been looking a lot better, um, so I think yeah. he's going to be fine there. I actually, this is one of those teams that I that uh, results in my three out of five ranking because I feel like they're pretty well placed. There's clear issues in multiple areas, but a really solid foundation of potential high-scoring players. So, Mike... If you just set your lineups right, I think you could be in a good spot. So you're fucked. 
It's a big if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders is running back number 23. So oh, he is... shit. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, well, because the Eagles are a fucking wagon right now. Yeah. So Holy shit. We'll see. That's another one. Do you guys think they're legit? That's another uh, team. I bet yes. them to win their division. So. Okay. Well, the NFC East, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> they were plus 200. Um, so oh, great. Dallas well, was the favorite. So. Fucking print money while you're at it, Brandon. My God. <laughs> Well, the Bears under six wins isn't looking good after, <laughs> like, how they keep winning no. stupid games. I promise you they will not win four more games. I There's don't know. No they, every time I look, they're playing another garbage team, and I'm like, are they really going to win again? Like, they're playing the Lions this week, I think? No. No, the Lions, if they are, they'll kill them, I think. I mean, Definitely. The Lions look good. Oh, they're playing the Giants this week. And I was like, oh, well, they, oh. might, they might beat the Giants. <laughs> they might vomit out a win somehow. Like, it's so know. frustrating. It's so frustrating. Saquon's going to run for like 350 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so that was number eight. Any final? Hold on, hold on. Just last, yeah, last thought on Mike's team. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Glad we stuck around for that. Oh, boy. Yeah, Stay tuned, kids. <laughs> I think he's rated a little too low. I would have put him at six, not eight. Wow. All right. Well, number seven is Pepe's picks. Uh, Christian Kirk got paid and is backing it up. That's usually not how that happens. Usually you play really well and then you get paid and then you don't show up and you keep getting paid. But Christian Kirk got that contract, got to Jacksonville. That's the Kenny Galladay right there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That is the Kenny Galladay. Um, (laughs) I also just don't understand how this team, uh, the team being – Pepe's picks it has the 10th most points scored because when I look at this team, it, it actually terrifies me. The Sun God, Pittman, Kirk, and then you also have Cooks on your bench. You have Chase Edmonds, who is a solid backup running back. He's RB28. It's just a really good team, and the fact that he is 10th most points, I think this team will uh, continue to rock it up. But unless Carson Wentz falls back down to earth. But right now he's QB six. Those three receivers are absolutely nuts. That's it. Might, when Michael Pittman's healthy, that's stacked. I know I viciously, viciously shit on him before, but I am a little nervous about Zeke in the starting lineup. So maybe throw some Brees Hall in there and see, see what you can get. I feel like Pollard is the one A to Zeke's one B this year so far. So that concerns me a little bit. I think Mixon has not been playing up to his ADP up to this point. But again, that could turn around once the Bengals kind of figure out their offensive line. But I think Joel's team is looking pretty good. And that stat, when you, when you wrote that down, I was like, there's no fucking way. That's insane. Tenth in points. This team should be like top five, easy in points. Mm-hmm. So to that point, I would have had, I think seven is a pretty good spot, but I almost would have had him like five, five or six or something. Bumped him up a little bit. Uh, oh, yes. Dustin's going to disagree. Come on. Give it to me. Okay. Before Dustin does this, oh, I man. do just want to agree with you that uh, I didn't realize Brees Hall, uh, Brees Lightning is RB17. Like, he should be starting. I don't know why he's not in Joel's starting lineup. Name value. Name value yeah. of Zeke. That's why. Fair. Sorry. Dustin, go in. Go in. That kind of actually segues well into my argument, which for why I don't think Joel's team as good as we think or you Ooh. guys think. Is, I think there's a lot of... 
like, oh, this guy, this team looks so good. But then you look at the numbers and there's a reason why he's one and two. And it starts with Carson Wentz uh, as your QB at the moment. I know Prescott's coming back, so it might. I do think this team will turn around. I think it'll be better. Uh, But right now, I think Carson Wentz last week, he put up eight points. (laughs) Like that's way more the Wentz we know than the 30 a week that he was putting up before. And I think that's going to happen a lot more. Yeah, the Bengals, yeah, they'll probably figure it out. But I just, I don't think they're, with this line especially, I just think they're going to be playing behind a lot. I don't think Mixon's going to be feasting as much as he used to. I think it's going to be a lot of throwing. I think Chase and Higgins will benefit a lot more than Mixon. I think Zeke is cooked. We've talked about that. <laughs> I think Amon St. Brown is one of the best receivers in the NFL, so no argument So there. nasty. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean... And then, so then Pittman was just hurt week two, so that's probably contributed to why he lost that week. Uh, Christian Kirk followed the money. We've talked about it. He's awesome. And his depth, Joel's depth is great. I guess my issue with Joel's team is it seems like there's a lot of players that are, like, really good, but I'm, I'm not seeing anyone besides Amon Ross St. Brown that jumps out at me as, like, oh, I'm terrified of this player. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think they're all, like, they're fine and will probably get 15, but... Amon Ross St. Brown is the only one that I'm like, damn, that guy could go off for 30. Other than that, I'm like, eh, not too worried. <laughs> I'm 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 scared of Christian Kirk, just from what I've seen. I think I think he'll get you 15 to 20 a week, and that's that's it. All you can ask for your flex, man. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Great value there. I love Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk's great. I think Joel at, at seven is pretty good. That's probably right, but but a lot of uh upside as opposed to the team that's number six. The Washington Charmanders. I will say he does have two QB ones. If you look, uh, Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence, both top twelve uh, quarterbacks. Shocking to me. Not have said that going in. Is there a potential to basically wait on quarterbacks, which I know is a classic Charmanders approach? Um, and I do think after last week that Stevenson is going to break out and become a real. Running back for uh, the Charmanders, which I was one of the things we were making fun of him for <laughs> after the draft. Um, so I do think of the two teams that lost their second round pick, this one did a much better job uh, of dealing with that. However, I'm sure CEH will um, fall off the map moving forward and not be not finish a top 20 flex. <laughs> CEH has some crazy stat where he has like fewer rushing yards than like pass catches or something like that. <laughs> like just some absolutely phenomenally bizarre stat. I, my favorite stat is last week where he had seven rushes for zero yards and a touchdown and has 15 <laughs> points. <laughs> hey, crazy. points are points, man. It doesn't matter how you get them, you know? That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know who I really like on Sean's team? Dorch. I like oh. this kid a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Cooper Cup. Uh, he's all right, you know. No, I, well, I, he's no Dorch. He's no Dorch. He's no Dorch. No, I think I think Adams is going to turn turn it around, and uh, Cup and Adams are going to give him just the most comfortable floor of any team in the league. Outside of that, I do like Stevenson a lot. Um, I always think though, it's essentially going to become a, a Zeke Pollard problem of like when is Harris getting the touches versus Stevenson. Harris definitely hasn't looked as good as he usually does, so I think we're going to see more Stevenson. But their play styles feel different enough where Belichick is still going to be like, oh, we want Harris for these plays. And like Stevenson just pounding it up the gut means more goal line carries. So I like Brandon's prediction that he's going to kind of jump Harris. But uh, I don't know, man. I think that pretty much the old adage of avoiding any Patriot in fantasy kind of still rings true here. But Dorch, you know, Dorch, (laughs) feeling good about Dorch. (laughs) 
Um, as someone who has Kyler Murray, I, I wouldn't feel that great about. Well, he gets so much. We'll get into it, but <laughs> the amount of garbage time. Actually, so is this a better receiving core than Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, or what was the other core that we talked about earlier? Uh, Cup and Adams versus. Chase and Brown or oh, Chase and Brown, yeah, or Hill and JJ. I still think it's Hill or JJ. Uh, no, actually, no. I changed my mind. Cup and Adams. That's what I'm sticking with. I think right now it's Hill and J. It's Hill and JJ, but but I, I think yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I would take these oh, that's a the fact that we're having this discussion though with three teams shows how good the receivers are. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> what Jeff Dustin is such a boater right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm double fisting my own wee wee. Um, <laughs> keep that in. You have to keep that in the podcast. You can't, can't take that out. You coward. I don't think anyone has called their member a wee wee and said double fisting at the same time. It's like <laughs> you just need like two fingers. Yeah. Oh, Jeff, the pinky rub. Come on, <laughs> the, the wee wee. <laughs> now I've seen Dustin's penis. It's great. Have you? It's. I must have. I must have. <laughs> Simply must have. Uh, Back to the Charmanders. Sean's bench is awful, is what I was going to say. It is. The depth is not there. He has Trevor Lawrence as his backup QB. There you go. Depth for QB. After that, it is awful. His receivers on the bench are Donovan Peoples-Jones, Christian Watson, and Sky Moore. And I'm pretty sure Sky Moore is never going to see the field again after After fumbling two punts or whatever. Yeah, made my first pod prediction look real good. Thanks a lot, Sky Moore. <laughs> Pain <in> my ass. <laughs> More like Sky Less. <laughs> anyway, uh, I but Brandon to to counter your point about us making fun of the Stevenson Harris and Harris back to back picks, I do think it's it's going to be the same issue. It's like last week Harris did well and Stevenson did shit. And I think he played Stevenson and he could have had another 10 points if he played Harris. And I think we're going to see that week in and week out. It's like, who's going to get in the end zone. Who's going to get more points. He's never going to know. I would never want to play both. I don't think he does either. So I don't know. That's just gonna be annoying for him to deal with. And uh, I think you should have ranked him way lower. So do you think then he should trade one of cup and Adams for two players do a two for one? I mean, well, this is <laughs> kind of blows him up if we do it on the pod, but I think you should trade CEH while he's still good. That's what I think. And get like... Who's going to take... Well, I would trade like CEH and Adams for like a good running back and maybe like a shittier receiver or something. Hmm. That's what That's I interesting. Do. I'm going to be texting Sean after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> before it airs. Before it airs. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Totally unrelated related to the podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to see on the sleeper chat in like three days. It just says like a trade is pending. And then like an hour later, Brandon posts the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. Got to get it in. Okay. So that was number seven should be way or six. Sorry. Should be way lower. Apparently Uh, number five, the team that we thought uh, C plus across the board, the nectar sleep mattresses, Uh, Jalen hurts. QB three has looked incredible. Um, but those RBs, his RBs are just abysmal, 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 abysmal. Well, I will say in Aaron Jones's favorite, Dylan is on the injury report, so he could be, he could be looking pretty juicy. Um, but 
if you're starting Cam Akers, RB nine. Did you know that? that Aaron Jones? That's crazy. RB nine. Well, I know that because he single handedly oh, beat me last week. Thirty three points. Yeah, <laughs> I had it in the bag until he went off. So yeah, yeah, he's good still. Juicy. Hey. Uh, Sorry, does Jeff. he does he counteract Cam Akers being in your starting lineup though? <laughs> no, Cam Akers. I was so right on that. It's my favorite prediction that I made this year. Um, <laughs> that was the first NFL bet that I made was Cam Akers under n- 10 touchdowns. Um, he has one. Really do not think that he is going to get nine in the next, whatever, 15 weeks. Oh, my God. His his only other running back is Kenneth Walker. Oh, my God. Who, like, start him. I li- I said in our post-draft pod that I like Kenneth Walker, and I stand by that. Uh, Seattle is a dumpster fire, but but that's why you give the lesser-known players some reps. Uh, This is just me spinning optimistically what is a truly tragic situation. It's not not great. Jeff, would you trade for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, You know, I actually would. Oh. But... QB 26. Yeah. So that's true. Worse than Stafford. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's make it. I'll, I'll give you a freshly used Jamar Chase and uh, Stafford for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, whoa. No, this is a. This is clearly a joke. This is satire. <laughs> I. I mean, I was just saying because you had so many running backs, like you could have got. I'm saving those. I'm saving those yeah, for Rogers. different trades. You could milk Jose for all he's worth. Like, this is getting Jose to trade is hard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you guys are perfect trade candidates. You've got running backs. He's got QBs. You should make something happen. Uh, also, Dawson Knox is tight end twenty four. I think you might need to. He's a great example of got paid and then fucking hit the road. Like he just made big money and he's not even barely on the field. Diggs is taking all the targets. Like <laughs> no one else is doing good on a consistent uh, basis besides Diggs for the receivers. Brandon, how do you feel about your best friend uh, in his flex? Oh, the Tyler Lockett <laughs> hate club. I honestly like didn't haven't thought about Tyler in two years. You're That's moving on, I, man. That's un- I'm so unimportant. Proud of you. He's been. That's progress. I, he, I just don't find he's a mediocre wide receiver. That's just like. He's flex. He is a flex play at this point. And I was playing him as my wide receiver two, three years ago, and it really hurt. Well, after that, he's got Gage and Judy, and Gage has a case of the fumbleitis. Mm. And Judy, I mean, we've talked about Denver a fair amount, but who knows? So <laughs> that's pretty tough. That's true. Bye weeks could be trouble. I was doing some bye week research. Sorry, Dustin. Um, and I feel like I'm not playing anyone when like they have like a bad bye week situation there's like something so lovely when you're playing someone and you realize oh that's right kelsey and mahomes are going to be out this is be a win. <laughs> do you think that week uh roach will set the record for lowest point scored <laughs> or sorry sorry <laughs> reset the record for lowest i points hope scored. <laughs> so god i hope so uh anyways what are you gonna say Dust? i was just gonna say like Jose, if there was ever a season for him to actually instigate a trade, it's this year. He's got a good amount of decent receivers. He's got two starting QBs and no running backs. It's just like you got to do something. Like he's got Judy uh, and like Gage even on the bench like, who right now is relevant as long as they keep having injuries. I don't know. And then like you said, lock in the flex. You got to get rid of one of those guys and get some kind of running back three. I don't know. Hurts can only carry you so far. All right, moving on to number four, the Ent. 
eco-terrorists. Uh, I will just say that I don't enjoy watching Kyler Murray play this year. It's a <laughs> lot. I just need to turn on the fourth quarter because he does nothing, he does nothing, and then like I'll look at 7 o'clock and I'll have 25 points. Last week did not have a touchdown, um, but somehow threw it 50 times. Don't understand how that happened. Um, really just not enjoying this experience. Really regret that I didn't just take Jalen Hurts. And I'm very excited this week that Campbell came out and said DeAndre Swift is sitting through the lines by so I can just start double bubble 07 and not have to worry about which one of them is going to go off. Um, it's been really frustrating. I wouldn't have beaten Jeff if I started bubble 07, but it would have been very close. Now, is not taking Hurts a bigger regret than your Najee pick second overall? Najee has five points less than Eckler, and it was between those two for me. And so I don't really – I think he'll be better um, having to watch the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky is terrible. <laughs> um, so I guess that's fair. But uh, I don't think it's that big of a – it hasn't been that big of a problem for me. Watching Henry go off last week did make me wonder why I didn't just trust him, but um, I think Najee will be okay. I mean, outside of that, Brandon, I like your team a fair amount, man. I think your bench is one of the better benches in the league. So do I start dubs? That's like my real question. Right now. <laughs> At what point do I just start dubs? Uh, uh, is Higgins out of a uh, concussion protocol? He is. He's ready to go. Um, Waddle is the big question. Uh, oh. If Tua doesn't play, like, do I just sit Waddle? Well, let's just... Take a moment to talk about Jalen Waddle, who I think may be my favorite player in the NFL as of now. Like, God damn, is that guy fun to have on your team? Brandon, I am so jealous. I know you'll never trade him, but oh my God, I would pay you anything you wanted just to have the penguin on your, like the joy that I feel in my bones when I see him get a touchdown and he does his penguin dance and all of his teammates <laughs> do it. And then everyone in the stands is doing it. I'm like, this is, this is what fantasy football is all about. That guy is the real deal, and I'm very jealous. So enjoy keeping him for the next three years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, trading up to get him um, was definitely worth it. I would 100% trade Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore for Jalen Waddle. So, Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> God. I do think, Brandon, I think your team is the first of what I, would, I think are four teams that are in a tier above maybe the rest in our league. I think it's really good, and I think it's like I think there are four teams that have really good players that are not dealing with too many injuries, and then also have depth. And I think yours is the first of the, and then the next three will follow. But like, I think your team is great, like Jeff said, and I think Jamal Williams trading him to you might have been the biggest oh mistake I, I will make yeah. all the year. <laughs> Which is so funny. It was it was just like supposed to be the silliest little three way trade, and ended up having like uh, major ramifications. Yeah, it really makes me feel good. I can't believe that. Like, God, if I had him instead of Tyler Algier, who we promptly dropped week one, what a different world. No, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only downside to him is he's not going to catch anything like Swift would. I would prefer to have Bubble 07 hurt and Swift be fine, but I'm just glad I don't have to. It's really annoying to watch Swift like run for 60 yards and then Williams get a, a touchdown right away on the next and I, I mean, I love Deontay. He's never going to get me 25 points, but no matter the quarterback, he is going to get 10 catches or eight catches. Um, yeah, he has 12 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets through three weeks. Like he's just 
so good. And it's nice to have him as like a safety blanket for a quarterback as bad as Trubisky. Exactly. It was just like, dump it to the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And like Higgins, like you saw that catch, right? That wasn't a catch. It was st- that was a touchdown. I was so mad yeah. about that. Oh, I fucking hate T. Higgins. God damn you, taking away my Jamar Chase. <laughs> Every time I see like <laughs> Bengals touchdown, I'm like, it's fucking T. Higgins. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, your team is like what last year's team should have been. You know, it's yeah. just like consistency across the board. I like it. Yeah, I agree. I really wish I had Jalen Hurts instead of Kyler. It's just not. Oh, then you'd be three and zero. Oh. Probably. 58 attempts last week, zero touchdowns. How, like, what? I don't, the Cardinals are a weird fucking team, man. I don't know what to think about them. Yeah, their defense is horrendous. <laughs> they don't play for like three quarters, and then that's the fourth quarter they come back. Kyler shaking off the cod cobwebs. He's like, all right, I gotta play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, apparently was a double. XP point weekend on Call of Duty last week, and he lost again. So he's three and sixty-two and double point weekends. In Call of Duty. <laughs> that can't be coincidence. Like that's too no. many. That's too many examples. That's nuts. Yeah, the sample size is too big. Number three, the Goth- Gotham City Rogues. Uh, this is just a team that is ravaged by injuries. I- I'm interested to hear if you think I've gone too high with this team because, or sorry, yes. the rankers have gone too high with this team. But I just feel like I don't, it still scares me. Um, and if the injury bug ever lets up on this team, they'll be good. But, man, uh, they're decimated. I think uh, the most pleasant surprise is Drake London on this team. I'm really glad Nick's got him starting because he looks really good as someone who is annoyed every time he gets the ball instead of Kyle Pitts. But he he's going to be great. Kamara looks awful. Uh, just even like even like him playing, he just looks like he's a step back from what he's been. And as I said, Winston would rather check down 50 yards down the field instead of five feet in front of him. So uh, like, I think that's a really, really rough situation. And I think for net, I'm not super, he, he's not really giving me eye popping numbers so far. I think that's just courtesy of the bucks being a super weird team right now, mainly due to injuries, which feels fitting for Nick's team. Mm-hmm. And I think Kittle right now is also a pretty big question mark too, with his injuries I know Garoppolo loves him for obvious reasons, so that could help with uh, Trey Lance being out. But um, I'm also not really high on Metcalf, much higher on Thomas if he's healthy. So I think that was a pretty apt bullet point you put there, Brandon, to start. But I think he's got good depth, especially with running backs. Um, So I probably would have put him at like five or four, but I definitely think this is a top half team. And when healthy, definitely top three. But again major if yeah i think that's that's kind of it it's like when this team's healthy they're top three but right now they're clearly not they're decimated but i think michael thomas could end up being one of the biggest steals of the year uh just based on his week his first two weeks when he was healthy and he's like he's good (laughs) he's just one (laughs) of the best at that to ever do it so like yeah i'm not worried about this team at all i think He'll just get better and better as long as his team stays healthy. Um, Dobbins is coming back. We haven't really talked about him. I think once he gets going, there's just another running back that he has for his stable. He looked pretty good against the Pats, so that's something. 
Yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's got one of the best teams overall, and it's just the injury bug, which seems to get Nick's team almost every year now at this point. <laughs> seems like a recurring thing, so it's, it's karma. kind of interesting. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just for being too good at yeah, this sport. Exactly. <laughs> it's like we need, we need to even it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So that's number three. Number two, a shocking turn. One of the teams that we rated the worst across the board after the draft. Number two is the Edmund Tim Windmills. And my God, I miss Jaguar James. I'm really sad. <laughs> I really, really want him back on my team. Um, but I, I think the, the lead of this team is just that Josh Allen might just carry the Bills to a Super Bowl and this team to a fantasy football championship. Allen digs stack. Yeah, I know Lamar is the number one quarterback, but I do just feel like Josh Allen and Diggs together is just, uh, it's terrifying. I am not excited to watch that game on, on I'm playing Tim this week on <laughs> Sunday um, against Baltimore, whose defense looks terrible. <laughs> like, it's going to be so bad. Yeah, oh my God. I'm not excited. <laughs> and then Derrick Henry turned it on last week. Uh, so if he keeps that up again, um, coupled with Jaguar James being the third best running back in the league right now, the 22nd best player in the league right now, like this team all of a sudden, and Devontae Smith, uh, I think Jeff uh, spent a lot of time talking about how bad Devontae Smith was. Um <laughs> Looked really good last week. He's trying so. to hype up, uh, trying to hype up AJ Brown. All right, <laughs> yeah. it's it's. Uh... <laughs> I am scared. I really wish. Uh, I really hope Devonte Smith doesn't play. Evan Ingram as a tight end is the only. Uh, and Juju, the only weakness, and it's a tight end. Yeah, fair. Yeah, the wide receivers could be better. I guess that's a good point. But now he's got Jake Elliott. He has the final piece of that puzzle. So. <laughs> So that team, that team is running trains with the rest of the league. I'm going to be so mad when Jake Elliott scores like 21 points, has seven field goals. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Uh, the fact like the fact he's got a receiver as dependable as Adam Thielen on his bench, who I feel like maybe should be starting. But, dude, Tim Loftus, you exceeded these idiots' expectations, and your team is very good. Not a lot of holes outside of, as we mentioned, some little concerns with the receiving core. But as Brandon said, Henry and Robinson is nasty. Josh Allen is himself is just going to give you that lovely floor where you're just like, all right, I know that I'm going to get this many points per week. Don't have to worry about that. He hasn't scored under 30 points yet. So ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, if you want to trade tight ends, I will trade Pitts for Allen. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, please call me. That's pretty much it. That's all I got. <laughs> And, well, we didn't even mention that Devin Singletary is also another running back on yep. his bench who also should be probably in a lot of people's starting lineups the way that running backs have been this year. Yep. Yeah, I think besides tight end, like this team is fucking stacked. And I think I think at the same time last year we might have said this, that we were like, oh, this is the best draft Tim's ever had. I think we ought to say it again this year. I think this is the best <laughs> draft he's ever had. I mean, this is – I think too, we got to start looking out for Tim, man. I think he's been – the last two years has been legit. I think he knows what he's doing. I want him to win the championship more than anyone else. I'm so desperate for a Tim Loftus championship. I'm not. I'd rather <laughs> not. I want to win. Well, yeah, as people who have already won, the pressure's off. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, not much else to say, man. I mean, when you're able to support two defenses uh, on your team, that's when you know your team's in good shape. So keep it up, Tim. I just hope Juju does worse than Babe Davis. <laughs> Um, it is shocking to me that him and 
uh, Gotham City Rogues have two defenses on their team. <laughs> With a shorter bench, I did not think was going to be a thing anymore, but here we are. Let's see, the Chargers are the 28th best defense, so definitely keep them <laughs> in. Um, and New Orleans is the 24th best defense. So, <laughs> worth the bench spot, uh, okay. definitely. Tim, Pitts, Pat's defense, <laughs> Allen, Diggs. How can you say no? How can you say no? Uh, Tim doesn't like having any Pats on his team. He's told me that multiple times. Fair. Yeah, truly. They're they're bad. <laughs> they may they're gonna get worse. And then drum roll into the number one spot. Our favorite <laughs> Game of Thrones. Stop doing that family. with your tongue, Dustin. <laughs> House Lannister. Herbert, Khalil Herbert turned it on last week. Montgomery is out, could be out again. We've already talked about Alave oil season. I do just want to say I told you that James Conner was going to suck, and he sucks. Um, so I'm really, well, really happy about that. Have you seen the other running backs in this league this year? I don't, he's just doing as good as anyone else, right? Is he? As an RB2. He's doing. He's 29th in yeah. PPR. He's just another RB2 that also has sucked. It's <laughs> just everyone's Fair. doing it. It's fine. And also the Cardinals blow, so whatever. Oh, trust. Oh. <laughs> We've already been over this. <laughs> yeah. Really, I really having your quarterback be on a team that sucks is somehow worse. Like I'm okay watching the Steelers and knowing that they're going to be terrible, but when your quarterback is on a terrible team, it's just like, oh my god. Um, yeah, it is. It's also crazy. Like if you look at the projections this week, Dustin is the only one in the 130s. Uh, so by like. Far and away, he, he's 11 points higher than the next projection. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I remember in the in the last pod, I called you the ultimate ceiling team. And I still believe that's the case, except now that you have Saquon Barkley consistently putting up great numbers, now you're also the ultimate floor team. Uh, so <laughs> not much to say here, man. Honestly, like you've got yourself in very, very, very good shape, uh, especially with that Wilson trade. Uh, now you have an incredible backup running back. You're welcome, just in case. But God, man, like if Montgomery stays out, Herbert, like did you get him last round? Yeah, he was my last pick. Wow. I don't think I think Montgomery is going to play this week. I don't is think he? it's okay. anything serious, but I do think, yeah, if he gets hurt again, Herbert is now one of the best handcuffs to have. So. You you basically have like the genesis of an Alexander Mattinson, a guy who yeah. like you know is just gonna go out and just like like everybody's like oh Chuba Hubbard if CMC's out he's just like no he sucks Mike Davis same way like but Khalil has proven on a terrible offense that he will get you points so that's got to be a very very comfortable place to be and I'm super curious to see what your team looks like when uh, Hopkins comes back. Mm. Is what are, do you what are you what are you thinking? Are you thinking he's going to get some time? Is he just going to be chilling on the bench? I don't. I mean, I think <laughs> I would like to think he takes over for Dorch at some point. Dorch uh, rocks. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I honestly at this point I'm thinking like, does anyone need a receiver in the next few weeks? You like come talk to me. Like Hopkins is available and ready to be shipped. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, for prospective listeners at home, what are you looking for for Hopkins? Um, I guess nobody. My team's pretty good. <laughs> what a douchebag. <laughs> Draft picks for next year. Yeah. Hey, if we're talking picks still, I mean, I know it's a little early, but I'll always take a, a pick here or there. <laughs> 
It's not fair you have the link to Roach because he's going to be dropping you a second rounder for Hopkins, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> he needs it. He does need it. I mean, I think you're just well positioned. Uh, Montgomery missed practice today, so. Ooh, yeah, keep him, keep him coming. Tell me more. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys What do you guys think about uh, Waller? I'm kind of curious what you guys' outlook on him is. Not as he's, good as Cole Komet. But <laughs> probably should drop him i mean it was it was really weird that he wasn't great last week against tennessee i thought he was gonna yeah. have a great week i was pretty surprised by that uh, but i think like maybe your biggest problem which isn't a bad thing at all uh he's gonna be fine i, I i'm also like just to i don't want to talk about your team anymore because fuck you but I like know, ju- just in general like the raiders are such a fascinating enigma to me this year right I don't understand what is going on there at all, but when they figure their shit out, Waller is going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries, in addition to Hunter Renfro. So uh, not if he keeps fumbling. <laughs> well, that's fair. But once they, that's part of figuring their shit out. So, but um, I feel like it's just a really weird offense where everyone is underperforming, and they'll turn it around. Why is his nickname Peppermint Barkley? Uh, you know peppermint bark. It's like a a chocolate uh, with a. Do you not know? I what was thinking of like is? peppermint patty, and I didn't get it. How did we go to the same college? <laughs> what, who are you asking that to? You, me? you. <laughs> I know what peppermint bark is. I just. <laughs> well, that's it. I don't know. I wanted. I just. You needed a nickname. He's the best player on my team besides he Lamar. Um, okay, sorry, but one more question. I gotta ask about CD Lamb. What are you guys thinking? Like, did you guys watch? Did you guys watch that game? I know I wouldn't had I not had CD and Saquon going, uh, because it's Giants Cowboys. Which why would you? But he dropped. Did you guys see the drop he had? Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, he like it was a fifty yard pass. He was wide open, not covered. Hit him in the hands, and he just dropped it. It would have been a touchdown. So had he caught that. His stat line would have been like 35 points instead of 22. And I'm wondering, that could have changed everything. Like, is he a wide receiver one? Do you guys think that? Like, just what do you guys think? I'm just kind of curious. I think if he played the way he did in the third and fourth quarters of that game, then yes. Right. Uh, but I think the question is that consistency, right? Yeah. Like, you can't, a wide receiver one is never going to be a tale of two halves. It's going to be a consistent full game. The explosiveness and the ceiling is there. And it was insane watching him will that team down the field, like multiple drives in a row. Uh, I don't want to inflate your ego too much, so I'm going to say not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think he's, he's you know, it's it's turning out he's a perfect fit for the all-ceiling team. Who <laughs> also know has a really nice floor, so fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, not well. Not after week one, but yeah, we'll see. Cooper Rush seems to fucking love him, so that's yeah. hey, that's. I mean, fine. why wouldn't you? There's no one else on the team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I just think you're in pole position right now. We'll see. We'll see in a couple of weeks if that's still true. But like right now, you're gonna you're looking pretty good. But that's it. Our Lord Commissioner said it best. A lot of things could change. And I am very, very curious to see what our next pod looks like and how the standings go. Mm, I'm very, very curious. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a fun year. Yeah, it's a good year. I love how close it is. It's it's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Usually by now, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like we usually get a sense of who's going to be in the toilet division and who's going to be or the toilet bracket and who's going to be actually making the playoffs. But it could it could be a crapshoot this year. Maybe so yeah, a couple a couple teams might not be <laughs> might obviously not be making the cut, but you never know, man. It's close and it's fun. I mean, I'm shocked, Jeff, that you're in last. <laughs> I'm I know. not going to lie. Like, I don't think your team no. deserves that. Surprising. So. I don't know. It's just, again, it's, it's that's why I'm not, like, doomsday because it's just a super weird confluence of two weeks. Uh, and I think it'll be I think it'll be much better going forward. But we'll see. I got I to gotta do a couple deals. Ooh. I wonder if the, uh, like, the shittiness of the running backs – is like helping us kind of even the playing field. You know what I mean? Like it's like, cause Joel who drafts three RB ones, that's not working. That's not working out for him this year because they all suck. You know, it's so like, <laughs> it's interesting. It's bringing us all back to the status quo. It's fun. I, I agree. I think it's going to be a really fun year. Um, I'm very interested to see what pick trading happens. Um, yes. Dustin, are you going to go all out and trade your second rounder to really get like a Cooper cup? No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, I'm so excited to see who the first second round trade it is. I'm I know, pumped. Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Who do you guys think it's gonna be? Who, Come Mochi on, again. Come on, man. Punting the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if anything, he should be trying to get a second rounder. That's true. This but, should be tank season for Roach. Yeah, and Sean. Yeah, it's true. Just pretty much undo what was done the year before. Set yeah. it back to neutral. <laughs> we'll see, though. I mean, I do think Sean could be, like, maybe not Cooper, but Devontae Adams, I feel like. could be That's the thing. I, I would welcome Devontae back onto my team right. with open arms. Oh, so good. Um, but anyways, the uh, the lights are coming up. The, the coppers are outside the door. It's time to split. Um, but we will be back at some point. Uh, TBD. We don't want to tell you when because then the coppers will know. Thank you for joining us in the speakeasy of the Cheap Beer Fantasy Football League podcast. Please remember to download. If you haven't downloaded, please rate, review, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Scotty boy, take us away. Cheap Beer Boys, see you on Sunday. <laughs>